Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 189 entitled, Let Us Take Care of Your WordPress Websites So That You Can Keep Building Them. It was published on Thursday the 23rd of July 2020. My name's Nathan Wrigley and just a few bits and pieces before we begin if that's alright. I'm encouraging people to share WP Builds at the moment. I'm finding it to be enormously gratifying when people do actually share the podcast. You can do that in any which way you like, you know, on Facebook or Twitter. If you do go on Twitter, we have at WP Builds or hashtag WP Builds, that would be most helpful. But another primary way that I'm suggesting is if you use a podcast player and there's a review system in there, so for example, Apple Podcasts, please make use of that. Any reviews that we get on Apple Podcasts do seem to make a substantial difference, and so I'd really appreciate that very much indeed. Head over to wpbuilds.com. Over there, you'll find a menu at the top, and possibly the first thing to look at is the subscribe link. On that page, you'll be able to sign up to our newsletters. We've got two, one for deals and one for content that we produce. There's also options to find our YouTube channel, Find our Facebook group of over 2,600 very friendly WordPressers. It's a very, very, very polite and friendly group. And there's also options to download the podcast onto your favorite podcast player. Another page I mentioned is wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. That is a searchable, filterable list of WordPress deals, significant amounts off WordPress products. That could be themes, hostings, plugins, that kind of thing. And they're there 365 days of the year. So if you're in the market, definitely make sure to check that out before you buy anything. Another thing to mention is that each and every week we produce a podcast. You're listening to it now. We also have the weekly WordPress news, which comes out on a Monday. And also on a Monday, we have a live version of the news. And you can find that in our Facebook group, which is wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. Or you can find it on our live page, which is wpbuilds.com forward slash live. It's at 2 p.m. UK time. And I'm always joined by two or three very friendly people in the WordPress space. And it's just a very nice live chat and you can comment and make your voice heard. So that's every Monday at 2 p.m. UK time. Another thing that I'm doing at the moment is I'm chatting with Sabrina Zaidan. We've got this project. It's called Zero to 10,000 Installs for our WordPress plugin. It's a novice's take on what it takes to launch a WordPress plugin. There's all sorts of information about other areas, but there doesn't seem to be much content out there about how to actually get your plugin noticed, what you could do to make sure that you have a a good chance at the start when you launch your plugin. So join us. That's 2 p.m. UK time. And that's on a Tuesday, again, at forward slash live or in our Facebook group. And come and join in the conversation. We'd be very, very delighted to have you, especially if you're thinking about launching a plugin. Or, in fact, if you've launched a plugin, you could teach us something because we're coming at this from a point of view of ignorance. We're learning on the job, if you like. The final thing I'll say before we start the podcast proper is head over to wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you have a plugin or indeed any WordPress product and you would like to get that in front of a WordPress specific audience, we can help you out with that. And a company that's done that is AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, really anything. The best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Check it out at absplittest.com. Okie dokie. Today, as I said right at the start, we have Brad Morrison on from GoWP. GoWP is a company which will take away the burden of having to maintain your WordPress websites. Perhaps you've got care plans, perhaps they're very profitable, in which case this might not be for you, but it may be upon further investigation that you look at your care plans and realise you're actually sinking loads of valuable time into the the boring tasks, the things that really are probably not of great interest to you. I'm suspecting you got into this to build WordPress sites, not necessarily to spend time updating things and sorting out plugin conflicts and all of that sort of stuff. So GoWP will deal with all of that. 
Brad is on the podcast today to explain how the service works, what it will entitle you to, what it won't entitle you to, how much it costs. And also, there is something quite new that they've brought out since we recorded this. They've got a new service called Page Builds, and for a flat monthly fee, they'll actually take away the burden of building the pages themselves. So there's an awful lot of content in here. So I hope that you enjoy it. Hello there. Thank you for getting to the interview part of the WP Builds podcast. Nice to have you around. Today I'm joined all the way from the USA, but I don't know where in the USA is Brad Morrison. Hello. Hey, Nathan. Thanks for having me. Uh, I am in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. I know where Atlanta, Georgia is. I once drove through it in, in the same year that oh, they I'm had the, the Olympic. <laughs> the, no, they had the Olympic Games. Uh, oh, and I drove through wow. about two months before the Olympic Games, so it was like a building site, the whole of Atlanta. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really, the Olympics really changed this area. Huh. Um, so it's um, uh, notorious now um, for there's a lot of growth, but definitely traffic. Um, so dri- driving through is sometimes a challenge. So um, you should have uh, won an award for that. It's, uh, <laughs> it, can, it can be it can be tough trying at times, especially rush hour. Uh, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for that. The, um, Brad is on because he has, uh, well, I, I'm going to say he's the founder. Is that the, can we, can we just establish, is that right? Are you a founder, one of many founders, the founder? Yeah, I'm, I'm the founder. Okay. Um, of, of course, we have a great team that's we've all kind of helped, helped build this together. But um, we, we essentially ran a web agency for 10 years and then, uh, about five and a half years ago, we transitioned to GoWP. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm listed as the founder and the chief happiness officer. Oh, I of, like uh, it. GoWP. Very nice. Um, so the URL that you need to be looking at as this podcast goes on is GoWP.com. So it's just as you would imagine, four letters, GoWP.com. Hey, how hard was that URL to get? <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a premium buy. Uh, yeah. It wasn't, wasn't something that was just available, but um, it, it, it wasn't as expensive as I thought it would be um so it it, it worked out but yeah it did uh, and it was a pretty pretty painless process for acquiring a um a premium domain okay nice now if you go to gowp.com and look at the page you're immediately going to understand what it is that we're talking about this uh, podcast is squarely aimed at people who run wordpress businesses and have let's say multiple clients i mean i presume that you could uh, use gowp services if it was just you but i, I think their their offering is tailored very much for people who have multiple clients and frankly don't want to suffer the burden of updating, maintaining, supporting. They want to offload that responsibility to somebody else for a monthly or annual fee. So the 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 strapline is white label WordPress maintenance support, maintenance and support, I should say. So my mm-hmm. first question, uh, proper question, I suppose, Brad, is um, yeah, why would anybody want to offload maintenance and support? Yeah, it's a it's a great question, and there are so many tools that are out there that um, allow you to do maintenance kind of on your own, um, at least at, to a certain level. Um, what we offer is we kind of we offer scalability. Um, we offer the chance for an agency owner to kind of exchange what is important but lower value work so that they can focus on higher value project work, higher value lead generation work, higher value partnership work, like the things that they want to do that make a, a huge impact to the growth of their agency. Um, we have a team set up to take on the maintenance, to take on uh, the content edits and support of the WordPress site um, after it's built. And so it, it, the fulfillment, when you, when you outsource the fulfillment of that lower value work, um, you can really scale it up and you can do it kind of on a per unit or per site cost as opposed to having to invest in, you know, an in-house team um, or even a contractor that may juggle priorities, um, not in the way that you as the agency owner want them to juggle priorities, but you can kind of do it with a very dependable quality team uh, that can grow with you um, kind of on a per site basis. Yeah. Uh, It's one of the things that has cropped up. It feels to me, actually, five years, the amount of time that you've been in business, it feels to me like that's roughly the amount of time that I've been banging on about things like website care plans and things like that. You know, uh, that's become a thing, part of yes. the package. Now, uh, we're often we're often educated, should we say, that uh, website care plans are a good thing and looking after the 
the, the support and maintenance of your own clients is a is a profitable thing. And I suppose there is some truth in that. But the the sad truth is as well, it's it might be profitable until the tragic moment where something goes horrifically wrong. <laughs> and you are then forced into this horrendous situation where you're scrabbling around for a solution that you don't know. Uh, you, you don't basically you don't have the understanding of how to achieve it, or yeah. something. You know, a plugin has broken and maybe uh, de- damaged the site in an irreparable way, or somebody's hacked it, or what have you. Is that kind of like the sweet spot? Is that where you're stepping in your? You know, it, it's going to cost us some money, but you fully own everything that goes on with that site from the moment we start paying you. Yeah, it, it is. And it's the I, I think one thing that really helps with that is do as and, and I don't think a, a lot of tools and services that are out there do enough proactively. And that's something that we've tried to address is what can we take on proactively so that you don't run into those situations? And um, and, and you can do that with automation and with tools and with 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 good people. And so like with our maintenance plan, you know, we, we, we have the, the visual validator tool where we do visual regression testing when plugin updates are made um, so that we know before you or your client does. So it, limit the risk of something going sideways um, is, a, is a, a great way to handle that. Uh, and I do think, I think in the WordPress maintenance space, it's evolving very quickly. And the hosting providers are tend to be leading that. And then there are um, a handful of, of companies like ours that, that are doing this either for business owners or for agencies and trying to push that and develop tools to do that even better. Um, because that that's inherently the challenge with WordPress is it's this uh, collection of you know WordPress core and then a lot of third party code. Um, and those developers didn't talk to each other when they built their their plugins, right? right. And so um, it's kind of a crapshoot sometimes if this is when something's updated, if it's going to work well with the other collection of third-party code that you're you're using on the site. Um, so that's something we're very very much focused on is keeping the agency owner out of that position where where they have to scramble um, to get the site back in working order and uh, not only save face with the customer but retain the customer which is um, a lot of times something that we don't even account for in the cost of maintenance is you know maintenance can cause you to lose a, a, a monthly recurring uh, payment and customer right, right. Um, which is huge so yeah um you mentioned and I think I think it, it's kind of one of the coolest things that I that I've noticed about your platform is this uh visual validator tool um I think it would be worth spending a little bit of time on that because I, I really I just think it's so clever um it takes now I'm going to explain it and then you're going to tell me everything that I said that was wrong <laughs> um it takes I'm guessing uh, continual or possibly snapshots prior to the update um, firing. So you as the website, um, you know, the person that built the website or the, the person that owns the the website, the client, if you like, you don't have anything to do with this. It's updated on your behalf by GoWP. They take a snapshot of some screens to see what they look like pixel by pixel. Then they'll perform the updates, and assuming the updates have worked correctly, they'll take another screenshot. And with some clever jiggery-pokery, they will determine if pixel by pixel everything looks just as it did at the end, as it did at the beginning. And if not, you then fire up some kind of maintenance ticket before we even know anything's happening. That's perfect, Nathan. That's oh. uh, you, you. You got it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, our you know the tool comes through. Um, we, we run it right now Monday through Friday, um, it, during a set time uh, because we want to we, we do want to make sure like the maintenance team knows like this is when this is happening during this you know three or four hour block of time, um, and so that we have people available to just jump in immediately and resolve issues that 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 happen when there is a visual problem but that that's what the tool does the tool comes through and we take uh right now uh 20 different screenshots um of of each website and then we apply the plugin updates um we're also uh theme updates automated uh theme updates is something that we're actually piloting right now um that's a little bit trickier because a lot some themes are very outdated for one thing and and that's going to have a huge visual impact on the site uh but 
there are you know themes that can be updated uh, within the admin panel and have updated licenses and it's something that we can do. So we are including theme updates in that as well. So plugin updates and theme updates. Um, we, we basically apply those updates and then we do the after screenshot on those same 20 pages. Um, it's visually compared and then we immediately get a notification if there is a visual change on the site and then that's when the human touch comes in. And this, this is kind of something that's, um, I guess, different. What we do, if you're comparing you know, what we do with, with tools that are out there, um, there are tools that can provide uh, visual regression on some level. There's some hosting providers that do that. I think one difference is we, we have always been a service. Um, so some tools we build ourselves, um, some tools we leverage. If we think there are other tools that are available that, that do even a better job than something that we can build, then uh, we may take advantage of that. But it's really the people that are, that are it's a service, we're, that we're proactively um, having the human touch to make sure everything's okay. And, um, and so we're notified, we jump in immediately um, and look and we either roll the plugin back um, or we apply a patch, um, but in either case, we'll get the site back in working order and we'll let the agency owner know what happened. And, uh, and so it's kind of, uh, again, proactive, we're taking care of it. It's not, oh, here's a problem, you need to go look into it. That's not what it is. It's us getting the site back in working order. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a it's such a nifty idea. I really like it. Uh, and the, the like you said, the 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 piece de resistance, the icing on the cake of that one is the is the end bit, the human interaction bit. I mean, it's it's all very well being notified that there's something wrong. That's lovely. I mean, it's useful, but um, but then to actually notice that somebody's then fixed the problem is is even better. It's, so it's huge. Yeah, yeah, the. Is there any sort of tolerance on that picture? So the snapshot that you create at the beginning and the snapshot you create at the end, I mean, I mean, is it working on a literal pixel by pixel level? So as an example, a probably ridiculous example, let's say that on a button, somehow uh, the, the padding got increased by a pixel or two pixels or whatever on, on its border. Is that enough to trigger this kind of thing? Or is it literally bits are missing? There's entire columns missing or rows missing or whatever. Yeah, there is a threshold that we set on our side. I don't even know right now at the top of my head what that percentage is set to. Yep. We've It's something that we even kind of play around with based on false positives. And we have things built into it, like there's CSS exclusions and things so that if there are um, things that rotate or change, we can kind of say, okay, exclude that area because we know it's going to be, or there's a high likelihood of it being different on the after screenshot. Um, so we kind of finesse that um, and look at things on a site by site basis over time. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the threshold there is, the percentage would always say if it's 99.7% um, um, at the same, right? Then we would get that notification and it would say that that's the percentage it may not trigger the all out you know warning hey something is wrong with the site if it's below a uh, if it's below a certain threshold Got it. um so but there there is a threshold that we set yeah so okay. and oh, yeah one thing about this too is we actually have a dashboard plugin that sits in the admin panel of each website that we're maintaining and that it, which is white labeled as well for the agency but all of the screenshots, so there's a log of every plugin update that we're doing, and it has a link to each screenshot for each day. Right. So the end client or the agency can dig in and basically look at the before and afters as well. Um, it, it's for accountability, but it's also just so that you know the end client can see, hey, this is what's being done, and even have a, a better appreciation for what it what it means to do maintenance, mm. um, which is sometimes something that um, is is tough to convey. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Uh, it's like just like a custom post type or something with a list of fields inside the WordPress admin. And um, is it possible? Are there permissions to let's say, for example, you you don't want your clients looking at those images? Can you switch them off on a per uh, per role basis. 
You can, but not through our plugin. I would recommend another solution right. in order to hide certain things. Yeah. But well, yes. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. You were talking about the um, the fact that your en engineers um, are triggering the updates on a certain schedule in order to obviously have somebody sitting in a seat at the time that the updates go out. Now, uh, let's say, for example, that I am an Australian uh, as opposed to somebody in your, in your part of the world who is North American. Do you have these updates triggered at different times? Can I, for example, specify, okay, I live in New Zealand. I would, I would dearly like to be awake when those, those updates are happening just so that I can be on the phone or be available. I'm in Europe. I'm in North America, wherever I might be. That's definitely on the roadmap. It's nice. not something we do right now. Okay. So right now, if you're, we're going to do it, uh, we start about 7 or 8 a.m. on uh, our time, Monday through Friday. Okay. So it would definitely be overnight. And then at the end, towards the end of the day uh, for European customers, Australia, it would be overnight. Um, West Coast, it's still kind of overnight. Right. And uh, yep. and then. Um, but yeah, for East coast, it's, it's during our mornings, um, is when that happens, but that is something that is on the roadmap. We've had active discussions about that and, and it's, uh, it's something that we'll get to. Okay. Well, I mean, it makes perfect sense, it, you know, as a business in order to, in order to get this going, you need to be, uh, doing those updates at the time that suits you uh, yes. because the whole intention is that I don't ever actually you know need to interact with this stuff anyway but I'm just interested to know if if that was yeah, a, that sure. was a feature it seems like a, a nice idea at some point in the future moving on to some of the other things that, that are sort of bundled into this I am going to talk I'll just so that you know what's coming um, we'll talk about the security and the backups that you do and sure. and also the um, the sort of the dashboard that you provide that people might be interested in knowing about and also the the limit limitations or the, the the possibilities in terms of white labeling but let's go back to the first one that I mentioned security so I can well understand that if I ran GoWP I would want to have things in place in order to protect all of those websites because obviously if things start going wrong on the thousands of sites that you're you're managing it's a nightmare for you so you yes. you have a, a, a whole suite of things going on in terms of, well, broadly speaking, let's just call it internet security, that it would be important for us to know about. So do you want to just run through the things, that, the measures that you've implemented to yeah, try and yeah, protect and I, sites? Yeah, Sure. And it might be good also to uh, mention that we are hosting agnostic. So, you know, our, our sites, um, you know, we have customers that host on their own hosting environments. We have some that host, you know, WP Engine and Kinston Flywheel and SiteGround and mm -hmm. Cloudways and on and on. You, if there, GoDaddy, if there's a hosting provider, odds are we support a site or maintain a site on that. And so um, there is sometimes some redundancy or, overlap in the, I guess, general type of service, right? So um, WP Engine, for example, is going to have their things that they do for security. Um, they're going to have their backups that they run, right? But we also do that and we're doing that a different way and in a different place. And, uh, and so uh, the same with the visual regression, right? Uh, testing visual validator tool. Um, they're hosting providers that provide some of that um, in a limited way, but again, we do that across any any hosting provider. Um, so for security, and, and and I would say the best, you, you can never have like, you know, as far as security goes, um, having that done multiple ways is a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. and and having, I mean, WP Engine is gonna have a vested interest in making sure their platform is secure as well. And um, and so in, any hosting provider is. Um, and so with backups, the, the, the same thing, you can never really have too many backups. Uh, there have been plenty of times uh, we've had to uh, may start with the quick restore of, of like a Kinstar WP engine. And um, if, if that's for some reason not working um, or it's, it's not, not the, the backup that we need, then we can revert back to, we can go down the next level, which is you know, the offsite backups that we have and we can uh, restore them there. Um, so you, you, you know, having redundancy is a good thing um, for security. Uh, this is really where, you know, I, I believe there are, for backups and security. I think that's a good a good a uh, good way to talk about this because it's really the same service. OK, um, so we actually leverage blog vault uh, for backups. Ah, and nice. Malcare. OK, yep. yeah. Now care for security. Um, we've we've tested and used um, a, a, some other tools for years, actually. Um, about a year and a half ago, we switched over to Blog Vault and Malcare, and I think their solution is phenomenal. Um, I love Okshot and the team um, at Blog Vault. They, they keep improving. Uh, the last 
even the last couple of months, they have put out so many improvements and updates to um, their their service and or their tool, and it's it's just phenomenal. And so we include um, we include that uh, bundle that in with our service. And so um, you kind of got the plug-in based like firewall. You've got the uh, daily security scans, the cleanup. And then if uh, we have to jump in and manually do uh, clean up or figure out what's going on, then our team is available to do that. Right. Um, so that's how we handle security. Yeah. Um, and the backups you mentioned were um, off-site, I guess, in in the sense that you'll yes. you'll create them somewhere. I don't know if they're stored in the in the directory of the installation itself or if they're just socked up and put somewhere. But um, do you, do you keep them for like a certain period of time, like a month or seven yeah. days? Or yeah, we we do ninety days of offsite backups, uh, and again through through Blog Vault, um, which is which is is awesome. And one one feature that I that I like uh, that is included with their their tool is that you can create a staging site from a backup. Yeah, and so and you so you could pull you know, a backup from 10 days ago and spin up a staging site. Again, works great for us since we're hosting agnostic. A lot of our customers may have one-click staging, but a lot don't. And so this kind of creates common ground um, for us to dig into issues. If we have to carry it to staging, we can say, hey, let's let's do it from uh, from yesterday's backup, spin it up and see what's going on, or create a Bitquick backup right now and spin up staging from that, which is really cool. Okay. How often are you doing things like your your backups? I know that you, I, th- I think you said it was a daily backup, but just, just to be sure. Um, but also things like the scans, are you trying to do this mostly on a 24-hour period? Do we have any control over that? Can we increase, decrease uh, as we see fit. So, for example, if I'm a if I'm a blogger and a, producing one blog post a day, very useful to have a backup every day. But if, if it's a um, a site that uh, I don't know a brochure site which changes very very infrequently, can I ramp that down a little bit as well? Or? Uh, the we do it daily, uh-huh. uh, and we do offer the real time backups that Blog Vault offers as well. Yeah. Again, for like if it's a heavy use e commerce site where restoring to yesterday's backup isn't going to cut it. Yeah. Um, using real-time backups would be the way to go. But okay. yeah, it's 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 daily scans and daily backups. Um, daily scans, obviously ongoing, but the backups go for, for back for ninety days. So um, I guess if you go to Blog Vault or Malcare, you can sort of see the uh, you know the deep yep. integrations that they've got for themselves, which is quite nice. And where do you um, where do you actually keep your your backups? Are they are they held in like a data center like Google Cloud or Amazon and AWS or something like that? Yeah, it's AWS, uh-huh. but it's it's through the Blog Vault service. Yeah. Okay, right. Okay, great. Okay, so let's let's talk about what it would feel like if I was to um, actually go and go to GoWP and look at the pricing, which we'll come to towards the end. And I figure, figure actually, you know what? This is this is for me. Um, uh, this is just what I need. I want to get rid of that burden. What do I do? Um, aside from signing up, how do I actually get this on my client websites is there a process that i've got to go through uh, can that be automated from the gowp back end what, what what's involved yeah good great question yeah and um it, it's you know that, that that is a it's something that we continually try to make easier mm-hmm. and uh, and revamp the process it's a little different than just buying a widget right you're you're yeah. buying it's a service and it's a service where you have to share credentials and you have to you know you're giving access to your client site and so yeah the way this works is um, you essentially go to our website you uh, become a partner um, then that gives you access to our client portal so it's just a quick free sign up to the client portal and then when you're ready to add a site you can do it on a site-by-site basis so there's an order new services tab essentially within the client portal so you log into your account order new services and then you click i want to add a maintenance um, plan and so on then in the secure portal there is a place for you to enter the domain of the site and then we're going to ask um, for the credentials so we have to we need wordpress admin credentials we need ftp credentials Um, so we have a handful of fields that are there um, that that give us the information that we need in order to activate the site. Um, so um, that is submitted, and then our team. And we also have a place. You know, there are many sites that have modified um, 
uh, plugins or modified themes and not done the WordPress way that, that have been done incorrectly. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it's because a lot of times they've inherited the site. I mean, it's not the, the fault of the agency owner. It's just the site has kind of been passed around a few times. And uh, three years ago when it was built, they couldn't find a better way to create a quoting engine. So they modified a plugin directly. And so if that plugin is updated, then it's going to override all of that customization. So we have in the field a place where you can tell us that information. If there's anything specific to the site um, that that you know is going to be a problem, then we have a way and it's actually in our dashboard plugin um, where even on down the road, you or the client could log in and exclude a plugin from our updates. Um, so so there's, a, there's a place to put some of that information in the form, and then you basically just place the order, our team gets it, and then we make a backup, we bring all plugins up to date, we connect it to our visual validator tool, we connect it to Blog Vault and the ongoing uh, backups and security scans, and then we send you a note that says, hey, you know, we've got this uh, moving forward. So this is what we're taking care of. Here's where you can view what we're doing. Uh, we can set up the ongoing reports to go to their client, to your, your client, um, and so it's just taken care of. And, uh, and so, um, you, you could then add it's, you know, yes, like for pricing, we do volume discounts, but you can add those over time. And so, um, you could just say, Hey, I've got three more sites to add and log in and add those three sites. And then we take care of it. So, right. Right. Uh, I'm just trying to get it clear in my head. If I, so let's say that I'm brand new, never used your service before and I'm, I'm coming and I'm bringing over 10 sites. That sounds like a reasonable number. Um, yeah. I'm going to, so you, there's, there's areas in the, the dashboard for me to enter um, admin username and password and um, SFTP, FTP, what have you, uh, credentials. Yeah. Do I then kind of leave it up to you or is there a button to click or do I have to go to those child sites I'm going to call them and install the the sort of the the dependency plugin or can I leave that to you and is is the FTP details in order that the platform can do things or is that simply so that your maintenance staff can do things with those credentials yeah, it's it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so you, you don't have to do anything. Once you give us that info as the agency owner, we take care of everything. Um, so uh, and then we would let you know that, hey, it's been it's been activated. The FTP credentials are for connecting to the tool. For example, for the rest- restoration, if we have to restore backup, right. we need SFTP info to do that. Um, but then we also we don't really want to make any even a content change on a website without having the ability to 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 go back and um you know, roll, roll back something that we do if we save something locally or whatever. So we don't we don't really want to to touch a website without having the FTP credentials. Also, mm-hmm. uh, WordPress admin is not enough. Okay, so the process is basically done entirely by you. All I have to do is log in, set up my um, well, my my business name or what have you with you. Decide on the amount of sites I want to do find those details locked away in multiple bits of paper are stashed on the walls or hopefully something more <laughs> secure like LastPass or something like that and just hand them over and you'll do it. And I'm so, just intrigued because it sounds like a very um, a very human in human resource intensive business that you've got here. But presumably <laughs> some of that stuff that you've just described is is automated. You know, the, the FTP details right. will be plugged in on your end and it, it'll reach out to that website and, and install whatever it needs to install automatically. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some automation in place for that. Uh, we've got the activation process we've got down. And, you know, there are times when a, a customer brings on 50, 100 sites and, you know, we may have to divide that over a couple of days to get that, um, that get up and running. Yeah. So. Uh, but that's usually the only time we run into that. And then the ongoing, that's the, uh, that's the most uh, labor intensive is, is the activations of yeah. those. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it's also a time where a lot of sites um, haven't, you know, maybe they've been neglected. And we're always going to do a manual review when we bring those plugins up to date initially. Um, so we're going to go and dig into the site and make sure, okay, this doesn't look right. This isn't the way. And so we may have to roll something back because it's been two years since this was updated on the site. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that that process is definitely more labor intensive. But ongoing, we have a lot of automation in place and smart automation um, that can um, that where we can you know we can proactively um, be notified um, if yeah. there's a problem we need the human touch so yeah that's uh, nice yeah. 
Um, in, in many ways, it feels like the kind of service that I would... Now, please, don't take this the wrong way. I hope this comes out sure. the right way. It kind of feels like the sort of service that I, I, would, I, would, I would love to subscribe to and then kind of forget about if you know what I yeah. mean. Um, <laughs> right. You know, you just sort of want to know that these guys, GoWP, they've got my back. Um, I just want to yes. let you get on with it. Um, however, the dashboard that you present does enable you to interact should you wish. You know, if you want to be the, uh, the the custodian of the data and, and, and examine exactly what's going on, you have got this dashboard, which uh, upon current reading, the website's demonstrating sort of three areas. It's showing the the history, I presume, of plug and updates it's showing the the backups and how many of those have gone along and any security things that have happened as well i'm, I'm wondering if you would you would talk that through with us but also yeah. is any of this data um do you put any kind of like little reports together that we can send to clients or is this just okay just make it available to the clients in the wordpress admin and they can see all this stuff for themselves yeah. So yes, we do. Um, so yeah, you'll see that real time in the in the uh, dashboard plugin. Uh, but we do set up monthly reports that can go directly to your clients that have it really nice in a pretty format that mm. says, you know, these are all the updates we made last month. Uh, backup, security. Um, these are how many um, uh, bad guys tried to uh, uh, log into your site. <laughs> and so you know, we give that report uh, performance, um, uptime monitoring, all of that. Yes, we send. Um, in a PDF format. But for the dashboard plugin, um, that's kind of a real-time log of those three areas, updates, backup, security. Um, but we also have some other functionality built into the um, to the dashboard plugin. So there is a settings area, um, like under the updates, where you can, you know, I mentioned that we take screenshots of 20 different pages. Um, so imagine the scenario where we're just randomly pulling 20 pages. We may pick tag pages, author pages, pages that are lower value. They're not. They're not the ones that you know the the homepage and yeah, all of your yeah. service pages, right? So, so we have an area that that where you can actually specify the URLs that are included in the visual regression testing. Um, so you could just literally paste the URLs on top of each other, and those are the ones that will take screenshots uh, as we as we make plugin updates. Um, you can also exclude certain plugin uh, pages. So you could say, um, I don't want this page included because it's a tag page or it's, a, it's something that um, seems to have problems at times, but it's not important to me. So we don't want that to take up one of the 20 slots. Um, by default, we do the home page, um, a random um, page, a random post, a random tag page. We do, and so we, that's kind of how we do it, but you right. can X out those and literally stack in what you, what put in what you want to. Got it. Um, the other area, which I think is really cool is, there is, um, so, a and, and by the way, that is plugin aware for two plugins. So for like WooCommerce and the events calendar, um, it will actually automatically include like the events uh, archive page and then an event detail page. Okay. And if it's WooCommerce, it'll include the shop page. And you know, there's a number of pages that it will automatically include. Um, and we're going to be building that out to more plugins. Again, we kind of have a good repository of information on not only what breaks, but what plugins people are using across a lot of different sites. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but the the other uh, functionality that's in there is if there is a plugin that's been directly modified or it always breaks when the plugins say, hey, you know, WooCommerce or, you know, I'm not to pick on WooCommerce, but this plugin, when it's updated, it always seems to break the site. Maybe it's a problem with the theme. There's just an issue. And so we don't want that included. Even in the visual validator updates, there is a place for you to say, I don't want this included. Let's do this manually, you know, once a month, or we'll let you know when you can update this. But you could basically exclude it from our our uh, our daily visual validator updates. Got it. Uh, nice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just wondering with the dashboard, do I have the capacity to sort of interact with the with the stuff that's shown on the dashboard? So, for example, in the case of the the backups, it's it's listing all the backups and what have you, and um, and times that they were taken and so on and so forth. Do I do I have access to those? Could I, for example, download them should I, I mean I, the, the whole service that you provide I guess the idea is that you don't need to but can you 
Yeah, so in the dashboard, we're a bit limited in what is exposed to us by Blog Vault for backup specifically. And so that, again, on the roadmap, we've had those discussions and that will happen. Um, What we can give you is we can set you up as a collaborator, though, so that you do have access to do that directly in Blog Vault. Okay. So, okay, so we're kind of we're kind of at the point now where we've worked out what it is that you uh, you do. We've worked out what it is that you're, you're capable of doing and what have you. You know, should should you sign up? But I think the the one thing which intrigues me most of all about this, the bit that I like the best, is the white labeling option that you provide because a lot of people would be very nervous to kind of represent their brand. We're going to build this wonderful website where you know we can do all of this amazing stuff. This great WordPress technology to build what you've got and then kind of feel that they were um, sort of selling themselves a bit short should they then say and we're going to go to this third party service to to do all this updating and what have you because it, it just feels a bit weird so you've got yep. the white label option and is that like from from head to toe white label everything no trace of GoWP at all yes that, yeah. that is correct and we, we there's really two different types of white labeling. So, you know, we've talked about the maintenance side. So the maintenance dashboard, that this plugin that is installed, um, there is a hidden tab where the agency can go in and make that their own. Uh, by default, it's just very generic maintenance. And so it says maintenance dashboard. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there is, there is weird GoWP is not exposed in any way, but there's a place for you to go and add your logo. Um, this maintenance dashboard becomes your, the agency's maintenance dashboard that the client can see. Um, so there's, there's white labeling built into that. And then we have the white label email workflow. Um, so the white label email workflow is primarily used when someone is not just on a maintenance plan. They're also on a maintenance and support or content edits plan as well. Mm-hmm. So, for example, um, you as the agency owner has a client, Bob, and Bob um, is updating their website. They know how to go in and add a blog post, but that's not the best use of their time. Um, install, configure plugins, troubleshoot something, whatever it is. Um, you can do that, but again, that's not the best use of your time. So this is where you would set up, you know, support at youragency.com or web updates at youragency.com. And then that would be forwarded to a mailbox that we have created on our side in our help desk system. Um, so that when Bob emails you about adding a blog post, it comes directly to your mailbox on our side. Our 24-7 team would kind of jump on that and um, and they would respond back to Bob and say, hey, Bob, your blog post has been added. And that would go back out through your support at your agency email address. Interesting. So, do do yeah. you take do you, in, in those emails, do you take on any of the branding within the actual email itself? So, for example, do you do you customize the footer of the replies that come from your staff or is it just like a, a plain text email with no, um, you? Yeah, you can customize that. So it can include your signature. You can specify the signature. And then um, you also, um, uh, yeah, the uh, the auto reply. And so like the auto reply, when a ticket has been submitted or a a task or request has been submitted, we can customize what your client receives back so that it takes on your tone. Fantastic. That's great. The um, one of the things that I was interested and I, I, I presume from everything that you've said that this is not yet a feature, but I wondered if it ever would become a feature. A lot of the um, companies that you use these days have f- for let's go for the, the biggest, the, the gorilla in the room would be intercom. Um, they have this sort of chat widget embedded. Yep. I was just wondering if that was something that you were looking at, for, you know, broadening it instead of just being email. If it, in, at some point in the future you were you were going to do uh, chat support white labeled. I don't know how that would work. Even that would be really complicated. Yeah, yeah, and and even with phone, we don't have a great way to white label that. So agencies have access to call us, um, but uh, they're in clients right now. I don't have a good way to white label that, so no. we don't. Um, the real time real time support is 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 different. Uh, that's that's a little bit harder to implement. Um, it's um, you really um, managing the resources, managing the, the great staff that we have and being able to make sure everyone is kind of um, you know, fully utilized and, and able to take the time to provide the best support they can. Um, we kind of have it, this, there's a difference in customer support and uh, technical support or WordPress support that we're providing. Mm. Um, so we do have like a drift widget on our site. If there are account issues for the agency. Um, but even if a client was asking us to add a blog post, 
um, or asking even in some cases a question, we kind of have to research that. Very rarely is it going to be something that we're just going to have a quick response that we can deliver over over chat. Um, it's something that we kind of need to dig into and get back to them on. Yeah. So we haven't done that because it's it's not it's it's more you know it's a, it's a technical support service as opposed to that takes time as opposed to. Um, just a kind of quick hit customer service, but it is something that we have talked about. We've even had uh, we've had uh, bigger companies um, like like hosting providers and and others saying, "Hey, I'd like your resources to be available for you know our support staff." And so uh, we've even explored that, and we may come up with some solutions for that. I mean, we've got a a fantastic team, and there's a lot of different ways we could leverage that to help people, and that's what we want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's we have we have to do it. Uh, one one thing that I, I love, and, and I have to put in a plug for Lucas Karpiak, our, he's our um, uh, director of maintenance, and he and I have worked together for 10 years, and he really leads all of the, de- the dev side of what we do. And um, something that he's really good about is, you know, is this scalable? Um, you know, we don't want to do something that might help one agency one time. But then as we try to do it for other agency, it causes problems for them, their mm-hmm. clients. And uh, and so so we're very careful before we roll out stuff like that. But it's definitely something we've talked about. Yeah. I was just wondering if the sort of strange boundary between some kind of. So let's say, for example, that I set up support at uh, WPBuilds.com and I configure it in such a way that you guys are the recipients of that email address. Is there a way that I can how to describe this filter emails that are that are um, egressing towards you and in some way? like keep some to myself so as an example you know just some kind of quirky email that comes from a client which is really not a support request it has no bearing on anything and it it, essentially it just requires some kind of personal reply of no we don't do that or whatever in other words the content of the the reply to that email is only known by me you would not know the answer to it because it's Yeah. yeah so is there a way to kind of get involved in that email exchange in some way yeah, it's and another fantastic question. It is something that comes up a good bit. Um, so again, there, there are really two ways to handle that. The first is we can filter things for you. Um, so you know if you're using if you're sending support uh, to us, our team can take on what we take on, and we we'll never go back to your client and say, hey, you sent us something that's out of scope. We would always forward that to you, the agency owner, and say, you know, hey, Nathan, uh, your client asked us about, you know, SEO um, strategy, and that's not something we do. Um, right. Thought you want to want to follow up with them, and so that that's a very common workflow. Is that agencies send everything to us? We take on what we can, and so we're we're the screen for them, mm-hmm. um, so that they don't have to spend their time filtering out email messages. They just get the items that they need to work on. And again, it's all that, let us take the lower value work so you can focus on the higher value. Okay. And, uh, and so that's that's one way to handle it. Uh, we do have some agencies that have you know 10 account managers and each of those account managers handles um, um, you know five or six clients each. And what they want is they want everything to go to the account manager and then the account manager kind of filters that out right. and says, okay, um, I'm going to leverage the in-house team or or maybe I'm going to do this myself, but these things I'm going to send to go to WP yeah. and then they send it that way. And we have had a few. Uh, it can be tricky to get our help desk system to work with other help desk systems, but it's something that I'm always happy to look at and see if there's a automated way we can get that as well. So that, you know, if you're using like a teamwork desk, you can say, all right, well, this is something for this developer, but this task goes to go to WP and you can send it that way. Um, so that that's an option as well. Um, and then one other way is within the client portal that I mentioned where you can order new services. There is there's actually a support tickets area where you can see all of the tickets that have been submitted by nice. your clients. Nice. Yeah. And so you can jump in there as the agency owner if you need to. Oh, perfect. Well, I, I just think that's the, everything about that answer was exactly what I would have wanted to have heard. Um, in other words, it is the process could simply be you get everything 
you filter out what you you know the terms yeah. and conditions that you've got um, in terms of what you'll provide uh, I presume are very clear upon sign up and then you'll just push the stuff that you can't get involved with but SEO was a great example um, back at me and I can then deal with those things that's perfect right. um, so the 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 ten thousand dollar question <laughs> probably not is pricing <laughs> Uh, as with all these yeah. things, you know, there's got to be a price involved. So I'm wondering, I'm going now to gowp.com forward slash pricing. And on there, you'll see a whole bunch of things. I, I, immediately, I can see that there are two different um, different features, or sorry, different plans. There's the maintenance plan uh, labeled at $29 per month as of the time of recording. And then there's the maintenance and unlimited content edits plan at $79. And you can see the usual thing, uh, pricing table with a few things knocked off the cheaper plan. But you know, um, you can look at that for yourself. Are there are there options above and beyond those? For example, if I was a, a big hitter, a huge agency, can I bring my custom um, pricing to bear on you? Yeah, so we, we actually do volume discounts Great. based on the quantity of sites that you add. And so, yes, we, we have customers with over 500 sites. And so uh, we have customers with five sites. And so we can kind of work with anyone wherever wherever you are. The more sites you add on a subscription, the more uh, the the lower the price right. gets right. per site. So okay. Yeah. Um this is great. I mean what a lovely product. The sort of thing that makes you well like sleep better at night. Is there anything that you disallow on your platform? So for example, have there ever been situations where my my chief things that I'm thinking about are there, are there any plugins which you just say no we're just not getting involved with that one it has a history of being diabolically um under you know uh, <laughs> it just goes wrong all the time um no, some... I, I mean I could probably name some yes but we actually uh we we we, we take that pain on <laughs> so really okay <laughs> we don't uh we don't disallow I can't think of a plugin we disallow um I will say uh, multi-site um, is maintenance for multi-site can be an issue. Um, so um, providing content edits for multi-site is usually not a problem. Each sub-site would need a subscription. But maintenance can be a problem because in some cases, us providing maintenance, even if we're doing, you know, if we're doing uh, plug-in troubleshooting um, during waking hours, right, when a lot of people are on sites, you may have that if we're uh, deactivating a plugin or we're we're temporarily to check something out, we don't want that to impact hundreds or thousands of sites across the multi-site network. Um, so multi-site right now for maintenance we don't provide, uh, but we will do content edits on that. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, uh, there have been some uh, one or two hosting providers that have very locked down workflows. That was my next question, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the good news is we have, we're piloting right now um, a, a way around that where um, we kind of, you know, I, I, I'll throw out like Pantheon's um, dev um, test uh, production workflow that they have, and then they have the multi-dev environments. Um, we're actually testing a workflow now that, that will work on that, and so, I, I think that should clear up any of the hosting providers. I, I can't I can't think of another hosting provider now that we would not be able to support. Um, but uh, but for the most part, we're doing our maintenance and we're doing our content edits in the live environment. Um, and um, and but again, if there's some some like a, a unique workflow required, we probably have a way to address that. Um, so I wouldn't let the hosting provider be a be a barrier. It's nice. something we can talk. So it is basically whatever you've got, however old it is, whatever state it's in, bring it and we will work with it, which is a really nice, nice <laughs> offer. Um, yeah, I think um, I think that's probably everything that I was going to ask. I can't think of anything else at the moment. Oh, no, there is one final thing. And it's not really a question. It's more of a more of an opinion from you. One of the one of the things that people I'm sure will be very concerned about because they always are when they when they're taking on a service like yours is longevity stability you know you, you don't want to go to a company and give them all of the maintenance of all of your wordpress websites um fearing that two years from now that company will uh, disappear uh, you've obviously been at it for five years and whilst i don't want to know numbers or anything like that are you are you bullish about um go wp's future 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we've we've been growing at a pretty healthy clip every year, and um, this year we'll we'll grow at a very healthy clip. I, I imagine we'll bring on uh, possibly as many as ten plus staff over the course of this year. Nice. Uh, we've got we've got uh, we're going to be uh, kind of expanding some of the offerings that we do to help agencies even more. Um, so even things that not necessarily directly related to maintenance and support, hmm. but still things that agencies are spending money on and need help with and, and have challenges with um, in the course of their everyday life. And, uh, and so um, I don't know that I've ever been more bullish about, about the life of the company. And that being said, you know, we, we had an agency for 10 years. And so this GoWP came out of um, a lot of the challenges and needs that we had as, as an agency. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I mean, so that's since 2004, we've been doing this and, uh, and Lucas and I have been doing it together for 10, 10 plus years now. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're here for the long haul. And, and that's, uh, there are a lot of services out there, especially direct to site owners, uh, that say, Hey, bring us your WordPress site and we'll do this. And there are a lot of fly by night companies. And unfortunately, and, and it's, it's true in SEO and it's true in, can be true in hosting even like, but we see it a lot. There's, there's kind of a low barrier to entry to say that you're a WordPress maintenance or support service and use a tool and, and go out and do it. That is a, uh, definitely something that should be evaluated very carefully, mm-hmm. uh, when, when choosing to work with someone. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're here for the long haul and, and interested in the, the longer working relationship. Well, good to hear. Um, final thing, obviously, if you go to gowp.com, we've mentioned that URL already, but, um, if you have any other URL resource, Twitter handle, anything that you want to mention, the floor is yours. Oh, great. Yes. Uh, so Twitter, uh, GoWP support. Um, and then we have a Facebook group. Um, something that we found is that most of the agencies that are very successful with our service and tend to be successful just as an agency are are ones that have niched down um, to a particular industry or a type of customer that they focus on. And so we are building a community out around that. So you can find us on Facebook um, at the Niche Agency Owners Community. Um, so just do a search on that. Go WP Niche Agency Owners Community. You don't have to be a current customer um, to join that. But the goal there is to help agency owners niche down originally, but also um, continue building a successful niche uh, agency. Um, so we'll have lots of resources and people in that group um, to bounce around ideas and, and help you. Um, so and then we'll be spinning up the, uh, the podcast related to that. Um, very soon. So, uh, but yeah, Twitter, GoWP support, and then on Facebook, the Niche Agency Owners Group. And always, as I said, go to gowp.com just basically to find out anything about what it is that GoWP do. Thank you so much for giving me lots of your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the the podcast, Nathan. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. It was very enjoyable chatting to Brad about GoWP. They do offer a really amazing service. I think it's just such an interesting area and it seems to be a bit of a growth area. So if you are worrying about your WordPress care plans and you think to yourself, this is not really something that I wish to be too involved in. I'd rather pay somebody to do it. You can click on the link in the show notes and go and check out all about GoWP, what they can offer and how they can help you out. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Tests in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. The best part is it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. Go check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, like I said at the start of the podcast, we'll be back here next Thursday for a podcast. This time it'll be a debate between David Wormsley and I. But Monday, 7am UK time, you don't have to listen to it then because it'll be on your podcast player if you subscribe. But that'll be the WordPress Weekly News. If you want the live version, that's 2pm UK time. And also 2pm on a Tuesday, that will be the live version of Sabrina and I trying to go from zero to 10,000 installs. Right, the only thing I need to do now is fade in some cheesy music and say have a good week. Bye-bye for now.